Hi all. Today's topic hopefully doesn't divide any of us. Today's topic is marijuana. My friend Hunter is very passionate about this. No matter where you fall with your views, hopefully you can still just listen and enjoy the discussion. That's the point. It's just a discussion. But before we get to Hunter, gotta make some money first. Boys, you ever want to see a hotbot on Twitch.television? Look elsewhere. This guy talks drama and slugs his friends to play Toontown. Go to twitch.tv forward slash the Nate K TV for sexy gameplay and even sexier hats. Don't forget to use your Twitch Prime. Once again, go to twitch.tv forward slash the Nate K TV. Hold up with nowhere to go and nothing to do? Really wish you and a group of friends could be playing the card game Uno right now? Well, simply go to realcoolhippo.com, where you and four other friends can play an easier, more fun version of the card game. Just create a new game, give your friends the game ID, and they can join the game from anywhere as long as they have an internet or data connection. Once again, visit realcoolhippo.com. Okay, that's done. Now we can get to Hunter and his passion for marijuana. I will say the discussion kind of starts off slow as Hunter was slowly getting settled in and more loose. And then things really start to get fun. So hopefully you enjoy it. Alright, so we are recording. How you doing today, Hunter? Uh, not too bad. I actually brought you a little gift that uh, I made to go with the topic today. Call him a dabbing alien. So, it's, uh, what are we talking about today? Well, I figured we'd talk about one of my favorite plants out there, marijuana. All right. So, do you want to start off? So, I'm not a huge marijuana guy. I mean, I have done it in the past, but... Uh, so what is the difference between THC and marijuana? Let's start there. Well, marijuana is the plant that has the THC. Uh, what you may uh, be asking is with cannabis, which is hemp and marijuana, is the family of it. And they go their different ways of hemp being CBD with a little bit of THC in it and marijuana having the more psychoactive drug of THC in it. All right. Now explain that to me like I'm a five-year-old. So one gets you high and one doesn't get you high. <laughs> All right. So why would you want to come on today and uh, talk about marijuana? Well, uh, one of the big things is I really wanted to bring up is how Wisconsin is just behind on legalization. What rest of the Midwest has legalized basically around us like Illinois, Minnesota, Michigan, and then there's Wisconsin. But hey, shout out Madison though. You can pretty much smoke wherever you want. Maybe a dollar fine in some places other than that. If uh, you private residency, you don't have to worry anything at all. And you can have up to an ounce, I want to say. Don't quote me though. <laughs> You're not responsible for anything anyone else does. So what, uh, so I guess we should start from the beginning. When did you start uh, indulging in marijuana and how much, how often, that type of thing? I would say uh, young high school, first time I ever smoked. And I was with a buddy of mine. It was his birthday. 
And he, I decided to smoke just because it was his birthday. You know, I didn't get him anything, young guy. And I really didn't feel high, I want to say, at all. But the next day I came over, decided, hey, I'm going to smoke again. And he brought two boxes of granola bars for us. And I just want to say I almost finished the entire granola bar box. And uh, he had to cut me off when I started dipping into the second one. So... Is this like an everyday, all day type of thing, or do you go times without smoking? Sometimes I uh, catch myself smoking more than others, but there are times if uh, I've actually read in high times that they've stated that it takes four days for your receptors to be set back to normal. So take a four day tea break and it'll feel like first time getting high almost then rather than smoking every day and you have to have a built-up tolerance and you know i'm not really a fan of the built-up tolerance but if you're having a smoke competition i guess that's kind of cool so what do you mainly do the edible thing or dab or joints or what the what's your main consumption of the product uh personally i would say i mostly use flour uh, but flour is more smelly, so it's kind of frowned upon in places. But when you're in, like, Colorado or any other legal state, it's not so frowned upon. But other than that, I do like my concentrations for smell-wise. So, you know, if you live in an apartment, you're not going to smell up your whole apartment building. Because some people just don't like weed and smell. I get that. Obviously, this is a podcast, but... Uh... The people can't see what we're doing, but what is that you have around your neck? Uh, this is actually a uh, THC cartridge. Uh, shout out Stizzy. Uh, you can find them in California, Arizona recently now, I know. And it's just like a bait practically. Take a hit and you start feeling it. And just like that, the way she goes. Yeah, that's nice. I don't smell any of that at all. If anything, it's uh, just like a typical vape. So this podcast is about people who are passionate about something. They come on and we discuss the thing that they're passionate about. So what makes marijuana something you're passionate about? Uh, growing up, I had my grand, one grandmother really against like taking painkillers and everything. And then my other grandmother, she was kind of like a hippie in a way. But that grandmother, she did try weed, but made her paranoid and stuff, so she didn't like it. And the other one, she kind of tells me, hey, she quit smoking, but she knows there's a lot worse things out there, like painkillers, you know, if, uh, a few years ago, how big a epidemic led up into all the heroin and everything lately. But in fentanyl, working on that though, which weed, yes, is addictive still, I will say, but a lot less negative effects than other drugs. You know, look at how many people have died from marijuana, you know? Numbers just aren't really out there. Are the numbers not out there because we don't know, or literally there's no one dying from marijuana? I will say, um, I have, looked into it a bit don't know uh really much but as far as i would say so that uh, it's just 
partly not out there, but partly the data just isn't possible, especially with, I know uh, smoking wise, you would have to smoke like pounds of weed, which that's like impossible. I'm passing out before that. <laughs> so are there any main concerns that you yourself have like later on in life or in the short term? Short term as in short term memory loss? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a big one. Uh, the deal of studies, you know, that you shouldn't really smoke until like 25 where your brain is fully developed and everything. And, you know, with me starting at a younger age, I know my short mem your memory can be just complete shit. But, you know, I, for the most part, I get by, laugh about it, live life to the fullest. But uh, you're not concerned. Like, so how old? You're 22? I'm 23. You're 23? All right. So you're not, uh, being a young 23-year-old, you have your whole life ahead of you. You're not concerned at all about what may happen in the future from uh, marijuana? I think uh, for the most part, I'm not really too worried. Like, uh, this, I think of it more of uh, medical benefits outweigh uh, some negative benefits. Right. Which, more of the negative benefits that they know about is okay, I get my dry eyes, dry throat, and I lose my short term memory a little bit. But other than that, it doesn't really seem like there's uh, negative aspects to go with it. But that's that's the argument nowadays that they're trying to get it legalized. It does have multiple benefits. Um, I'm not too sure about the the validity of the studies, but I feel like it reduces pain, it decreases opioid use, helps with anxiety, epilepsy, glaucoma. It even helps with HIV and AIDS. Um, there's like studies out there showing that it'll, if you have like bowel like a bowel disease like uh ibs or crohn's disease that'll help with that um tourette's syndrome any movement disorder um even ms um i'm not i don't know anyone personally with ms but i'm like facebook friends with a few people that have ms and they're avid marijuana smokers so if it helps them um i'm all for it but uh and I guess sleep problems too. Like the list goes on and on, but if the only side effect is memory loss, maybe that's a win for the, for the marijuana community. I would definitely uh, agree with something like that. And just like for any other drug too, it can be addictive. So I just want to, I just uh, I feel like you just kind of have to like think about it like any drug, you know, like, where, where are you going with it? How much are you using it? You know, like with tobacco or alcohol, anything at all can be addictive. So you have to think in moderation with it. Anything in moderation. So you did take a trip out to Colorado within the last year, did you not? Yes, I did. Was that a family vacation or a personal vacation? A uh, personal vacation, helping a buddy move there. And then did you indulge in the marijuana there, I would assume? Oh, yes, sir. And climb some mountains. So just, just uh, run me through your Colorado trip. Was it so you helped a friend move there? Did he move there because of the legalization of marijuana? I feel like uh, that's kind of got to be something with it with him. He's definitely a huge donor like I am. And this Colorado kind of, I know, 
drew drew him from like a young age, knowing him. He's always just kind of wanted to go there, the mountains, and uh, be more active with it all. So where do you want to take this? So I guess what I'm asking is, um, if you were to educate, like just lay out what you know about marijuana, just lay it all out there, educate someone who knows nothing about it, maybe someone that's on the opposite side of the spectrum who doesn't believe that it should be legalized because it is a drug. Um, so the floor is yours. Just talk to me as if I know nothing about marijuana and I don't want it legalized. Well, I guess in uh, the now sense with it all, you have to just really think about the medical aspects of it. And yes, with any drug, there are negatives. But to think if someone who would be against marijuana, but they're okay with opioids being sold, then that can lead into a problem of opioid addiction and even worse drugs, why they wouldn't want uh, marijuana to be a potential that could help that with uh, many other aspects too, as we brought up in this. And just like, uh, think about tobacco too, and alcohol. Other things that are addictive and people use recreationally, do you have like a fun time? You can use weed just the same way. Keep it in moderation, like I said, because I'm a believer of that. So what about the weed culture? Are you indulged in that? Do you own marijuana socks, marijuana t-shirts, marijuana pants? I will say I do have a pair of marijuana glasses my grandmother found and gave to me. (laughs) Or Grateful Dead, you can get them. They're huge, like, stoner culture band there. So are you a Grateful Dead fan? Like... Ah uh, yes, yes, I do enjoy the Grateful Dead. I've listened to the music. Uh, a cousin of mine actually a uh, big influence in me, and I would say a big influence in why I got into this culture as well. Growing up, always uh, smoking with him and whatnot, and just learning about it, and always kind of the culture of being like together with it, like sharing. Like okay, uh, I got some weed. I'm going to go over to my cousin and I know he's going to have a couple buddies over probably and I'll pack a bowl and we pass it around and we have a good time. Maybe someone else packs another one. So as far as movies or influences in movies and TV shows, are you like, uh, are you like, so did you watch that stuff growing up before you even... Um, tried marijuana, and then it made you want to try it? Uh, possibly that could have been an influence on uh, culture like that, but that's like in any situation that can happen. I will say I remember when Pineapple Express came out, hilarious movie. I never smoked weed, though. <laughs> but I could laugh. I went with my uh, mom and dad, actually. My dad didn't find it funny, but my mom thought it was hilarious as well. And now being older and smoking, going back and watching that movie when I'm high, that's a whole new funny. I mean, that's a, kind of what uh, my next question was going to be. So were you, like, if you were to look 
there's different go back through history there's different periods in movies where stoners were made famous so you have Cheech and Chong you have Harold and Kumar and then of course like you just mentioned you have Seth Rogen do you are you fans of all of the above or is there one type of movie that you enjoy like this actor or this this actor's movies or these actors movies I enjoy more than these actors movies or do you just kind of all enjoy it all I just mostly kind of embrace all of this story culture with it all like you got classics and then you got the nowadays that appeal to more our generation and younger generations that are coming out still and there's just so much with it and adding on with different things you know like Think about uh, Cheech and Chong up in the smoke. Like, they didn't have weed like we have now or the concentrates. They're smoking, like, ditch weed that they're practically finding and packaged up in bricks that had seeds in it. And, hey, it still got them high. They still enjoyed it. Then you go nowadays where you're not going to find a seed in your bag. And if you do, that's rare. So what what constitutes a stoner movie? Is it... The main character smokes weed, the main character is a stoner, or is marijuana a main plot point in the movie? I feel like a story movie definitely would have to deal with uh, marijuana being part of it. Like, just maybe, like, smoking it, or, you know, like you said, a stoner character, like Pineapple Express. Now, that was a huge stoner character right there. Uh, I got... Harold and Kumar and other huge stoners. So what is your favorite stoner movie? Yeah, that's, that's a really tough question because there's so many. And I, I know I even forgot some half-baked. There's one right now. See, that, that's what happens in uh, that short-term memory he lost there. But hey, this is not the long term. Thought, thought about it. Just had to give it a few minutes. So the thing about half-baked is... This this is back when I don't know. This is, might be a you might be a little too young for this, but there was. Do you remember movie rental stores? Was that a thing you have memory of doing? You go to the store, you rent a, a VHS tape or a DVD, you take it home, you play it, and then you have to return it. Yes, yes. When I was young, I do kind of remember something like that. So this goes back to those days. So. Um, my parents were divorced, so whenever we were spending weekends with our dad, that was a huge thing where, like, we would go to the movie store, like, every, my brother would rent a movie, I would rent a movie, my dad would rent a movie, um, and then we just, over the weekend, watched those three movies, as well as my mom, she would take us to the movie store, we'd all just rent our own movies, and so basically, movies were, like, the babysitter of my childhood, but anyways, Half-Baked was probably the first stoner movie memory I have I had to have been like nine or ten years old um I don't know who picked that movie out but we were at our dad's one weekend and we were renting that movie and I remember my throat hurt my stomach hurt my chest hurt from laughing way too much like I was too young to understand the 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 humor and the jokes but for whatever reason I was still able to find it funny the hilarity of that movie and the thing is, I didn't even think about that when I was thinking about stoner movies earlier to talk about. I didn't even think about Half-Baked until you brought it up, but it is my first like stoner movie memory. And just you talking about the movie, it's got me geeking right now, man. I, I gotta say, you know, there's just so many of them, and I do love that one, too. 
And hey, I guess you got uh, a member of your family who happens to be a stoner, then that movie's getting picked. So is uh is Days and Confused the public? Do you think so? If the public were to, if you just pull everyone like a consensus, try to find the one movie that the public is gonna say is that is Days and Confused the best stoner movie, or is there one that's more popular? And more transcendent than Days and Confused. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I was thinking the same exact thing. Now, I think it all depends on what's all more iconic when it comes down to it. Like, I think Cheech and Chong up in smoke that that has that iconic, but you know, Days and Confused, man. But I throw it back to nowadays. Pineapple Express. So I feel like every generation is gonna have its own stoner movie. <laughs> exactly. So like exactly. our parents are gonna, our or not necessarily our parents, but our the our parents' generation, they would be the Cheech and Chong guys. Yeah. Uh, yes. The generation before us would probably be Dazed and Confused. Yes, sir. And then I feel like there might be a, a so like the generation in between, uh. The, that generation and my generation would probably be Harold and Kumar, and then your generation. See, if we're not, if me and you aren't in the same generation, then I guess your generation would get um, Pineapple Express, and then my generation would get Harold and Kumar, if that makes any sense. I say it makes as much sense as you want to make sense out of it, man. <laughs> Because I feel like it's constantly changing of who's in what generation. One day I'm in yours, and the next I'm in someone else's. <laughs> and then I feel like uh, something that doesn't get enough run, it's got a cult following, but it's it's a mainstream movie, but I feel like it's not thought about as a mainstream movie. But The Big Lebowski, 1998. How is that not the best stoner movie ever made? I don't know this Lebowski guy you're talking about. I'm the dude. <laughs> and I'm a bully myself, I'll also say. So I I think that one's got to go up in there. We keep talking here. Keep bringing up uh, new memories with uh, different movies I have. So I say keep it coming, man. Because <laughs> it's got me going good right now. And I'm I'm going to put that one up there now. Not quite number one, but like number three. So number three would be Big Lebowski for you? For myself, yes. So it's number one, uh, Pineapple Express. Two is Cheech and Chong up in smoke. And then three would be Big Lebowski. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Sounds good, What, man. A, what about uh, Method Man and Red Man's How High in 2001? Throw it at four. <laughs> Throw it at four. It's in the top five. So then, where would you rank Harold and Kumar go to White Castle then? Mind you, I never even knew White Castle was in, like an actual real restaurant. When I saw that movie, I thought it was fake. But then, apparently, where there was like a White Castle. It's still there today, but where I grew up, there was a White Castle like 40 minutes from me. And I like found it out, and I went there, and I like ate White Castle because of the movie. I just want to say for the record, I am looking up where the nearest White Castle is right now. 
because you know maybe Cody and Hunter make a trip to White Castle. Put put that on a little podcast for next week, maybe. I do have a White Castle story that I don't think I want to share to the world. I've told like three people my White Castle story, and it was not a good one. Basically, um. How long of a drive is it? 40 minutes? 45 minutes we can be there. <laughs> Up on the freeway, I, mean, I can say uh, we can get there in 35. But uh, I remember when I was, it was like the summer, I was at college. It was the summer though, so college wasn't going on. But I had a real craving from White Castle. I won't tell you why I had a craving for White Castle. But I drove from my house to White Castle. It's like, what? It's probably, it was probably the same thing, like 40, 45 minutes. And then I'm, I ordered, I went through the drive through and then I'm, I'm driving home, eating the White Castle. And basically, I'm not going to go into the full details of the story, but you know, you ever get that feeling where you fart and then you realize that wasn't a fart. I know exactly what you're talking about. So that was the last time I had White Castle. So it's been a good 10 plus years since I had White Castle. And it was because of that. It was not an enjoyable ride home. Oh, boy. That's all I got to say for that one. Oh, boy. All right. So if you're... What about uh, the movie Friday or next Friday? Other Friday after next? <laughs> Try back to, <laughs> if we get them all. <laughs> well, you know, Ice Cube's really good. Uh, I find it very funny how he's, he starts off in the first one, you know, it's like, hey, Craig, hey, you know, you, you ain't got no job today. You ain't got shit to do. I'm going to get you high. Puff, puff, give. And then they, they go on it. it. It's too bad, though, that uh, they couldn't get what's-his-name to come back. He's doing Rush Hour. Chris Tucker? Yes, yes. Oh, my God. That's, a, that's that marijuana for you, ladies and gentlemen, right there. Not to uh, hash on this, but did you know that, it, like, a genetic... Um, a side effect for getting COVID is also short-term memory loss. They say now. Oh, that's interesting. And then, so now everyone's gonna be walking around with a stoner brain. So when <laughs> when I get high and call call my buddy to pick me up when we go in the go out to eat, and I start coughing because I take a fresh hit before walking in the restaurant. And I forget my keys. People are just gonna think I have COVID, eh? Well, I feel like that's. Uh, I don't want to derail this conversation too much, but I feel like that's the COVID age we live in. It doesn't matter for what re- whatever reason you cough and sneeze, whether it's allergies or not. People look at you weird if you cough in public, and they kind of keep their distance from you. That's the thing. That's the world we live in now. <laughs> That is true. Uh, I'm always hoping that one day that we can just go back and be fine. And if I got to sneeze, I got to cough. Don't worry about it. I cover my mouth <laughs> and wash my hands. You know, follow the CDC guidelines. What about uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? 
you know, I, I'm just curious. Did you just like decide to eat some edible or something or smoke and you just hit you with these stoner movies? Well, I, stoner movies are hilarious. I mean, they're all basically the same movie. Each, each movie has its own plot, but there's base, they're basically all the same thing. They're, they're, it's a good sub genre of comedy. I will agree. I definitely agree with that. Do you have any edibles on you right now? Uh, no, I do not. I had an edible the other day, though, I will say, and it was amazing. Think about, like, a cinnamon toast crunch and, like, marshmallows, and you put it together. And the, just the other day, I woke up, I took a bite of it, and then I was just like, hmm, you know what? I just got to warm away, and I ate the rest of my edible, and... Had a really good next like three four hours. So here's another movie for you. Have you seen the movie Soul Plane? That one I'm not. You gotta inform me on that one. So basically, it stars Kevin. It came out in 2004. So this was uh, Kevin Hart before he was like super famous. All right. So basically, he plays a guy who has a dog. He's flying on a plane, and, like, the the dog has to, like, go where the cargo goes, you know? And uh, what happens is, so, like, the they have to release some luggage, or the cargo accidentally gets released or something, so the dog ends up dying. So then he sues the airline, gets a shit ton of money, and decides to start his own airline. But... This movie probably doesn't age well, even though it was made by black people. It's basically making fun of black people. So maybe in today's current climate, it's not a movie um, that's well enjoyed. So it was following all the black stereotypes. Basically, Snoop Dogg plays the pilot. So you have Snoop Dogg in your movie. That that all, uh, you don't even need to smoke weed if you have Snoop Dogg in your movie. That yeah. constitutes yeah. it as a, a stoner movie. If you're just around Snoop Dogg, you're probably gonna contact high. But anyways, they're up in the air. So the first flight of the airline, they're up in the air. Uh, they're shooting a rap music video on the airplane. Um, Snoop Dogg ends up taking too many shrooms and dies. So, oh shit! R.I.P. Snoop. And so there's no one on the plane to land the plane uh but keenan thompson from keenan and Kel, he's in the movie he plays the guy who like has a psp and he's like playing an airplane game on his playstation portable so like can you land the plane so he ends up landing the plane the guy that plays the video <laughs> game like i i feel like we, we should say on record i feel like it's not that easy i'm not a pilot but hey if you get a pilot on the show i'll make sure to listen to that one what about uh, True Romance? Yeah, I don't think I know that one either. Got Brad Pitt in it. Does Brad Pitt smoke? <laughs> well, he plays a character that smokes in True Romance. Oh, what was this? Uh, Beach Bum. You ever, ever heard of that one? I'm pretty sure it's called Beach Bum. It's got Snoop Dogg and Matt McConaughey. And I just, I remember watching, I think it was like The Late Show or something. And it, Matt Wagani was saying how Snoop actually had a joint and he didn't realize that it was actually filled with weed. He thought it was just like a prop joint that Snoop had, but 
Yeah, I feel like you should know better than knowing Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Don't and, ever take anything from Snoop Dogg. <laughs> and he, yeah, he hit it just thinking it's like a prop, and he just got high out of his mind. And I guess he started like freestyling and everything, and they couldn't like finish recording for the day. So I've never seen this movie. I'm just looking at the movie poster right now. I see it has so it has. Matthew McConaughey, Snoop Dogg, Isla Fisher, Jimmy Buffett, Zac Efron, and Martin Lawrence in this movie. I got to see this. I definitely recommend it. I remember hearing about it when it came out, and I just uh, so happened to see it. It was on Google for like some kind of sale, maybe like a buck or something to watch. So I was like, yep, you got me. And it's uh, written and directed by Harmony Corinne, who uh, did Spring Breakers. Amongst other movies, obviously. I want to say Spring Breakers. They're all beautiful ladies. I've never seen the movie. I mean, it's like, it's one of those movies that's just on my list to watch. I just never get to it. James Franco plays a great drug dealer. Do you think uh, that character is Riff Raff? Yeah, I have read about that thing. I mean, it could be, it could be. But... How do you think Riff Raff feels about James Franco playing him in a movie that's not actually Riff Raff? Uh, I'm not Riff Raff, so I can't quite answer. Uh, but if someone, me personally, I guess I would think it's kind of cool. I'd be like, hey, just use me, though. Show me what you got. <laughs> So I think it'd be funny, you know? See, see what people think about myself. So you live in Wisconsin. You grew up in Wisconsin. Born and raised. So you wanna you sent me a link to um this Wisconsin strand. Do you wanna talk about that? Uh yeah, that's actually something my cousin uh talked to me one time when we were all sitting in a circle and everything. I want to say uh, Wisconsin Flame, if I'm correct, it's called. And it's basically how it goes is the, uh, it was like maybe around 2006 to 8, around there. The heady days of Wisconsin, as they say. And someone decided to make a, I assume it probably would have been more of a hemp-based uh, strain that, would, that naturally grows here. And they mixed with uh, something they got. From uh, Amsterdam, Seed Bank over there. And they made a Wisconsin strain. Uh, most of the like, indoor use, it seems like it grows really well, but anything really can grow very well indoor if you know what you're doing because you control the environment. You are Mother Nature in that essence. Have you ever seen like a grow operation in person? I mean, I don't want to like you to incriminate yourself or anyone you know, but like I, I, th I feel like you can answer yes or no to that question without getting in trouble. I yeah, I I, I do know about it's a horticulture. I want to say it'd be down more than lines, if I'm not mistaken. I never went to college myself, so if I'm mistaken on the words. I apologize. Horticulture. I took a horticulture class and uh, we um, learned, well, it wasn't like the whole entire semester, but we learned about hydroponics and how to grow things. And I actually grew tomatoes 
with hydroponics. Um, and I, I don't want to go too far down this road because, like, I once talked to a guy who said he was growing weed with hydroponics. Um, but I, I, I probably shouldn't even brought it up because now, like, I don't even remember what he was like, how he said he was doing it, or what have you. I don't quite remember what his process was, but I feel like that would be the easiest way to do it indoors. Uh, that is, yeah, hydroponics is a really good system to go down. Otherwise, you can make your own, like, just set it, set it up yourself, you know, make your own little grow room, little greenhouse. Uh, just like any plant, uh, all it comes down to is just finding the right nutrients and for it. Some may be different than others. And you got stuff like that grows in the Himalayans, the Kush over there. Or you go to Hawaii, very famous strain, Maui Waui. Think about how rich that soil is. But hey, Wisconsin, we're very rich soil ourselves. And I think that's where that Wisconsin flame came from. Like, uh, the Wisconsin side, like I said, it's just kind of speculated more of like a hemp-based strain because hemp has been here forever. And that was just cross with something from Amsterdam then. With giving it some genetics because that's where you're going to be getting the soil and most likely from is the area you're in. Unless, you know, I have, I have speculated when weed is legal of being able to like ship soil from somewhere else. Like go to, go to Hawaii or something like bring back like three pounds of dirt with me. <laughs> See, have that be my carry-on. Hopefully TSA allows it. Well, why can't you do that now? Why do you got to wait for... Why do you gotta? Why did you have to wait for Wisconsin to legalize it? Why, why don't you just go somewhere and get soil and bring it back, put it in a pot, and then grow your own? Well, I mean, I can't grow my own weed, but I mean, I can, I can grow other plants with it. I guess I can test it out that way with other plants, but it's not quite the weed plant, so I can't quite test it. That so way. why does why does soil matter though? Do you know the science behind that, or I don't? It's like nutrients and everything. It all depends on, you know, I I know it and I don't know it. That's what happens when you're a stoner, man. I know. That's probably not a fair question for me to ask you right now because you've been smoking this whole time, and that's not a fair question. Asking any, like, hard-hitting question to someone who's stoned is probably not fair. I mean, unless they really know the topic. And marijuana, that is such a broad topic, I, I will say. I do know a lot about it, but... It all depends on how high I am and which way I go with it. So I will say the the majority. So this podcast was, like I said at the beginning, is meant for someone to come on who's and just talk about whatever they're passionate about. Usually, I can contribute to the conversation about what the guest is talking about, but I like I feel bad. Like I don't know anything about this to contribute anything. So, so much so that I don't even know what type of questions to ask. So hopefully I've been asking the right questions. Is there something that I should be asking that I haven't asked yet? I think uh, you've been doing pretty good with the questions. I I will. Uh, I think uh, one thing that was in my mind, though, with it is uh, packaging uh, that I've seen in dispensaries and I've seen with uh, on the news and stuff before about edibles. 
And I think I would definitely agree with uh, a lot of that packaging. It is kind of hard to distinguish to like a child that, hey, don't eat this, there's THC in it. And I think that would be the way with bring up how, like, you know, there's not like marijuana deaths, but to someone with a lower weight and an edible, I think that's the way that possibly it could happen. I'm not sure if it has happened. I don't think there's been anything about it. I know people are not doing good with edibles before it's happened. I've heard about that. But, but isn't, as far as like the child proofing thing, like, isn't that for anything? Like, you, that is that more on the parents to allow your child to be exposed? Like, if, you, if you're a parent, you have young children in the house, I'm not saying you can't enjoy edibles, but if you have edibles in the house, they should probably be somewhere where kids can't get to them. Like, you shouldn't have them laying out on the coffee table. You shouldn't have them within arm's reach of them. Because that's anything with kids. Like, alcohol or even ibuprofen. Like, you can't just have that stuff laying out for them to just, oh, candy. I mean... Plastic, you can't even have a plastic bag laying on the floor because they're going to put it on their head. Like, is that more so parenting? I feel like it, it could come down to the parenting, yes, but I do feel like packaging as well. You shouldn't make it seem like it's just candy. Like, I, I guess maybe a parent tried to take their edible bag of uh, like M&Ms and put them on a higher shelf, but for some reason their child ended up going and getting in that shelf and not seeing the little thing on the corner hey THC not paying attention to that and then end up eating like the whole bag of M&M's. So what you're saying is your stance is you would like the packaging to be a lot different to actually not look like candy or candy bars or anything yes, like that? Yes, I, I think that that would help. You know, I, don't, uh, I remember like even when I went into this festival in Colorado seeing some of the packages and it just made me think that, yeah, a kid could mistake this. Or who's to say that you just on you on your way like walking somewhere, you just say, okay, I walked to the dispensary. I'm walking home, and oh shit, I dropped my package of edibles, and some kid walking home from school just decides, oh, what's this little brown bag, and opens up, and oh, candy unopened, and so. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the unfortunate thing, but I feel like that's any drug. I don't feel like the marijuana users should be looked down upon that. I mean, because they make, they make acid that goes in, that look, they look like Tic Tacs. So if you put that in a Tic Tac or a case that looks like a Tic Tac, so then not even, a, not even for a child, but like if I see a thing of Tic Tacs on your coffee table and I got bad breath and I'm like, oh, can, I'm going to pop one of these Tic Tacs in my mouth and it turns out to be LSD. You start tripping balls <laughs> for the next 12 hours. <laughs> so that's that's more so the responsibility of the user. I guess, yeah, it, it all depends. There's different sides with it all with everybody. But I just, my standpoint is though, just don't really have like a flashy, like bunch of different colors. I feel like it should just be like maybe some black and white little, you don't really need it to pop up. Like, oh, yes, this is nerd's rope on it. Instead of having it look more like the actual candy of what you get in the store. But how do you do that though? Because isn't that marketing 101 though? You've got to make something look pretty for people to buy. So if it contains THC or whatever, 
you you there's whether you want you're gonna want it to make it pop isn't that the the point yes yes i would agree with that is any marketing i guess that you can think about the vape products too uh, they had really with them you know it's hx candy they even have candy flavors on vapes you know i, I like yeah i guess alcohol too you can think of some alcohols even uh what is it the the coolers oh, what am i thinking man so Here's the sh- beverages. <laughs> Holy crap. The 40s. <laughs> yeah. Seeing some like 12 year old kid walking down the street drinking a 40. <laughs> oh, that would be a sight. I don't know. I don't know what I'd do. I'd probably just keep driving. I'm probably in the wrong neighborhood. Even more so, what if you pour us one out for the homies? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, too funny, too funny. Hey, did I bring up the THC infused cheese curds? I don't remember. But... No, go on. Sounds like a plan to me. <laughs> so these exist yet, or is this just something in your head that you came up with? <laughs> I mean, I feel like I've heard it somewhere out there, but it's just a great idea to do, I think. It's just, I love cheese curds, and I feel like a lot of people from Wisconsin love cheese like me, and people come to Wisconsin for cheese, and there's, hey, you hate those potholes in the springtime, right? Well, hey, cheese cheese curds just filled that hole. So I just I'm I'm on Google right now. I don't I googled THC infused cheese curds. I don't see anything cheese curds specifically, but like ever I just have a bunch of recipes on how to make cannabis infused cheese. Well, looks like I need to go start my own THC cheese curd business. <laughs> <laughs> Any of the listeners, if you decide to do this, just uh, cut me a deal and give me some cheese curds free for a year. So you don't even want money. You just want the cheese curds. <laughs> Mostly, yeah. <laughs> when I think Wisconsin, I think beer, brandy old-fashioned, fish fries, but I don't think about weed. Does that need to change? I think it should, yeah. Yeah, it definitely should. You know, uh, you can actually infuse alcohol with marijuana as well, which I know they say you really shouldn't mix drugs, uh, but it, it's more, it's not really uh, the same effects, I would say, as long as you do it in the right moderation. You know, you have a couple marijuana-infused cocktails or beers, and you should be feeling, like, really good. I actually know someone who made weed-infused wine one time. Did you get any of it? Oh, yes, I did. And I felt like on a whole new level drinking it. Did you, like, fall asleep instantly? Because I feel like when I drink wine, I get sleepy. And I'm not saying I smoke a lot of marijuana, but when I have, I also get sleepy. It could be, though, that you uh, have with marijuana aspect. It could be more of an indica that you tried. Indicas are more of the put me in the couch, I'm going to bed, where sativa 
will give you uh, more energy and stuff, more thoughts going. I try to go more for a hybrid myself. Uh, common, I would say, for hybrids, probably like 60-40 aspect. So let's... Uh, so the THC... In, so I had a beer the other day. It was called Dancing Gummy Bear. It The bartender told me it didn't have any weed in it, but the second he poured it into my glass... I smelt nothing but weed. I would say it probably was a hemp-based beer then. Weed and hemp smell identical. Look identical practically. Even like smoking them, they taste about the same. But the difference is uh, the fact it plays on your body. Hemp, I, whenever I tried hemp, it's like, I just feel like I'm totally relaxed. And weed, it's just like, I, I feel high. <laughs> But you can have that relaxing effect as well because of the CBD that comes with marijuana in the in the cannabis. So you would rather use marijuana to you'd rather get high than rather feel relaxed. It it all it all it all depends on what I'm doing and everything. If they have different weeds for everything, you can go on like Leafly, uh, probably Weed Maps, and look at strains and search for okay. You know, I'm, I'm going to go and play some sports, so that'll give you something more sativa-based. Or, hey, uh, I want to go watch watch a movie. Oh, well, here, I have this indica. Or, hey, you know what? I'm thinking eating contest. <laughs> I want to get that Beatles Blazing Challenge done. We'll say I did do that back sophomore year of high school. Was not high. Passed it, so imagine if I was high, probably knock off three minutes at least. And, you know, for hunger. So how many, like, this is probably a dumbass question, but how many strands are there? Hundreds. Hundreds of different strands. It's just all of, uh, there's actually would be four different types, I would say. Strands are, so it goes the types of sativa, then there's a hybrid, an indica, and it's like uh, a ro- ro- robustus. You know, I'll have to look that one up for the for the types. I was on the legend on that one. I know there's four, but the fourth one isn't exactly one that uh, gets you high or anything. It's more of a stronger plant is kind of what it does for you. It kind of takes away some of the THC, but... There's many different THCs. That would be the Delta 9 that I assume that that one would be more getting away from. Or was it Delta 8? (laughs) One's illegal, but one is not federally monitored right now. I don't know if you knew that. I think the Delta 9, I think, is the one that's illegal, and the Delta 8 is not federally regulated at all. So let me go back to the hemp versus marijuana. Why is hemp legal and marijuana is not? Yeah, all because of the psychoactive effects that marijuana play and hemp does not. Hemp is the just make so, your body relax. So really. you can you can smoke hemp and then get behind the wheel of the car and drive fine with, without being under the influence? Is that the reasoning? That I am not sh- quite sure of because you do have effects that you do feel like I just feel relaxed with it more. I don't know if it would affect my reaction time. I don't know if you 
want to set up a little course and get a golf cart and try this out because <laughs> I'll be totally down for that. And we can find out. That might be a good video. I don't know if that would make a good podcast. We. <laughs> <laughs> Next week's special, everybody. Going to video form. <laughs> so how would you... Do you ever... While you're smoking, do you ever feel like, oh, I'm too high, I'm about to die? Like, does that ever, like, happen to you? Like, obviously, we talked... Like, you're not going to die, but in the moment, you ever smoke too much where you think you are going to die? We just gotta, like, I, lay down? The, the, the paranoia effect, yeah, I, I've had that paranoia effect happen to me. It's like, I've heard of other people. It's just like, oh no, I, I'm not, I can't breathe right now. And like you're telling yourself this while you're breathing the whole time. Oh no, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Or I'm dying. But you keep breathing, you know, you can check your heartbeat, your pulse, and I'm still going. And you just freak out. But, you know, you're going to get that heart rate air elevated then because you're freaking out. You just got to let yourself know, you know, just. Cool, calm, and collective. I feel like that's any drug, though. Like, you're so obviously breathing is something like you don't ever think about, but then when you're under the influence of something, it can even be under alcohol. All of a sudden, your brain is like, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. And then if you're not thinking about it, you're like, oh my God, am I breathing? Am I breathing in? Am I breathing out? Yeah. Oh, being being at the bar. <laughs> bartender, bartender, I need a cup of air. <laughs> Have you ordered a cup of air at the bar? I I've never been that drunk. Never been that drunk. But who knows? It could be a purse. You have like a. Have you ever like? You have like so you have a favorite strand and a least favorite strand. I guess is what I was would want to ask. What's your favorite? What's your least favorite? I know you probably kind of, you already kind of covered it, but like if you were to rank them and then like say, like, this is my favorite, this is my least favorite, what would that be? Let's see if we uh, look at like some strains. I definitely more go for hybrids, but you know, you, you have classics like OG Kush that is definitely more of an indica base. And then you have more uh, of a nice sativa based of green crack. Try them both. Green crack, super energetic. I wanted to go like run and just do a bunch of things. I guess maybe that's what it's like to be on crack. <laughs> and the OG cushion, maybe you want to sink back, relax, watch a movie, and pass out with a slice of pizza on my shirt. <laughs> I once, uh, what is the most disgusting food you've ever passed out with on your, like, on your chest or on your stomach so you're laying down eating? I never really personally, that I can think of right now, passed out eating while I'm high because mostly I'm just whipping something up in the kitchen. And, man, I, I've made some things. I think I may even have some notes right here of what I made just high out of my mind. Let me see if I can give you guys a little recipe out there. Yeah, here we go. Ooh, sandwich. Toast. Drip olive juice on the toast. Summer sausage. Pepper jack cheese. I use two slices. With summer sausage in between top 
with olives, pepperoncinis, a long onion, and banana peppers. You microwave it for 16 seconds. And you <laughs> top with the real mayonnaise and Tabasco, sweet and spicy. And enjoy with three smiley face emojis at the end of this. This was made December 31st, 2018 for y'all. So this is like just a note, like this is on your phone, like the 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 memo app on your phone. So you just, you like get high, go into the kitchen, and then you actually take notes of what you're making. And then that's a re- that's your recipe right there. You ever <laughs> consider getting a cookbook off the ground? You know, maybe I could. How many, just... how many of those notes do you have in that app? I may have a couple of them like that, not too memor- much, because uh, some of them I just make on the spot and think it's really good. I've, I've made some uh, reviews on my Snapchat and posted them out, some of them saved, but it all, all depends on if I want to save it or not. Because sometimes I like to think I'm an I'm an uh, artist and I uh, more think of not saving it because of you know, nothing's going to be here forever. So sometimes I just keep it in the moment. So how did you have the wherewithal? So you're high, you're in the kitchen, you're making food. So how you, how do you have the wherewithal to actually jot it down? Or in this case, type it in your phone. And so you remember it for later. I guess I just enjoyed it that much. And I was just like, you know what? I want to recreate this. That's why I put it down in there. Have you ever gone back and made that sober or any of those uh, recipes and made them sober? Sadly, I have not made them sober. Maybe I should. Maybe it'd be de- definitely different tasting. But I I feel like it's still going to taste good. Like, well, yeah, do you eat a Taco Bell? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the one you just uh, you read off there, it sounded good to me. Like, I would eat that. I would at least try it without being under the influence of anything. Um, yeah. It sounds good, so maybe you should try it sober. Maybe you should get more of these going, jot them down, and create a cookbook of like a hundred recipes, cooking while high. Here's another one I posted on my public Snapchat. I called it "Drunken High Eats." I have a lovely spit picture that goes with it. You can uh, subscribe to me at Gunter, and it's how do you a- spell that? I spell it G-O-O-N-T-E-R. So that's your Snapchat username? Any, you got it. Any other social media you want to plug right now? <laughs> yeah, that's the big one that I'm on. So add, add me on there, but here's another good recipe. I called it an open-faced sloppy joe with artichoke salsa, corn, beans, Tabasco scorpion sauce. Good kick for you there. I threw on shredded mozzarella slash monster cheese with it. I know y'all, your viewers can't see, but check that out, Cody. I mean, that looks disgusting. I would have to be under the influence of something to eat. To eat. Just the look. Because you know how like food can taste good, but if it looks bad oh. or if it's textured poorly, it ruins it for you. Looking at that picture... It looks like throw up. It literally looks because you yeah, got like can, you got corn, you I got red. That. It literally just looks like I drank too much and vomited on a piece of bread or something. <laughs> and call it a meal. <laughs> you get, pass it off to your buddy. 
That'd be a dick move. <laughs> but no, th- this is actually amazing. That's why I made it on toast. Cause you know, with all that different sauces and everything, don't want to get all sloppy. Yeah, it's a sloppy Joe, but got fancy with it. Maybe catch me at Coachella selling that for twenty bucks. So have you? I mean, I know we talked about stoner movies, but have you ever? Like, so this is pre-COVID, obviously. Have you ever gotten high or under the influence of anything, I should uh, say, and then gone into the movie theater and watched a movie and had some psychedelic experience? Uh, there's this movie not long ago. I, I, want, I think it was, like, actually the very beginning when COVID happened about a dog and a friend of mine who's not big in the smoking and anything but he eats edibles once in a while and i told him hey i'm gonna get you an edible and him and i ate it it was uh, each 25 milligrams we ate the edibles and then we went straight to the movie theater and he started geeking out in this movie and then i started geeking out and it's funny too because then, then there's only so it was me a cousin of mine and my buddy and then two other people were in the theater that really wasn't too big of a deal, but it was, it was hilarious because we were loud and stuff, but they didn't seem to mind. They're probably making out in the top row. We sat more down below and enjoyed our movie. It wasn't even a stoner movie. We were just fine. I remember, <clears throat> so this was like one, this had to have been, I don't know if it's summertime or not. It had to have been a summertime, but I was out of boredom. I wanted to see how sleep deprived I could make myself so I went like three days without sleeping at all just to see like how far I could make it and then uh this was when the the Johnny Depp remake of Alice in Wonderland came out so uh my brother and a friend and I went to go see this movie and I was I basically been up for 72 straight hours so I wasn't under the influence of any drugs but obviously when you deprive yourself of sleep you kind of get that experience were you hallucinating so here's the thing it was in 3d oh and it was imax that part was a great experience the moment the movie started i said out loud to my brother and a friend this was a mistake oh no (laughs) oh no (laughs) it was uh it was probably the most i've never done acid but that was probably it right there. You think that, like a close experience, you could say. That's probably how it would go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, Travis Scott concert I went to. That I felt like I was on some kind of like hallucinogenics. I only uh, smoked a joint before the show, and I was drinking a bunch of vodka. <laughs> But also, any rap concert in general, I feel like whether you're smoking weed or not, you still get a contact high from, from oh. those in the crowd doing it. So I feel like it had a lot of residual effect of other people doing indulging in their drug of choice. Could be. I will say, I got my joint taken away. One fact, because I was a lot closer and the security... And I seen these two guys that went up by him. I was like, hey, when Travis Scott comes out, I'm going to light this joint. <laughs> and a guy see me, and he's like, hey, get that off my seat. They came up by me, 
they took me and took me. He had the joint. He's walking. And it's hilarious because he drops the joint. And he's like looking for it. I'm just like, oh, yeah. Buddy. <laughs> so then he finds it. And he goes to these cops and he's like, here, you had this. And the cops are just kind of talking to each other. And this is at Pfizer Forum in Milwaukee. And the cops are just kind of like, did that guy say anything to you at all, really? And I'm like, no. And they're just like, all right, you can go back to your seat. <laughs> that like, is yeah, kind of funny. Like, he, because he's the one handing it to the, he has it in his possession. He walks right up to a cop. Here, this is his. And you're like, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I, I got. I ended up getting a warning card from some other staff member that was there, and you only get one warning card. So I haven't been kicked out of Pfizer form yet, but you got a warning. So wait, that that war that warning card carries over to any and all events you go to Pfizer form now. How are they gonna I mean, know it's you? Probably not. It's probably just for the night. But I just, I just thought it was funny. I, I know I got the card somewhere because you know. Often you get a warning card. <laughs> so wait, like an usher just gives you a card that says the word warning on it, and then like if you were acting up again, an, an explanation about like basically, hey, if you do anything that is against our guidelines, we're gonna kick you out. So like if another usher walks up to you, how are they gonna know you have the warning card? I guess hopefully <laughs> they don't recognize you. Maybe you can get a collection from each side. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about? Anything else you want to cover? I think we did pretty good. All right, you want to plug your social media one more time for the peeps? Good old, follow me on Snapchat. It's uh, Gunter, G-O-O-N-T-E-R. And the snap name is Riddle Weedle. It'll be R-I-E-D-E-L. E-E-D-L-E. Little, little E. All right. Thanks for coming in. So there you have it. We talked about legalization, movies, food recipes, and so much more. I hope you enjoyed it. Be on the lookout for the next episode. Follow me on Twitter at Cody Crot. This has been The Great Discussion with Cody Crot. Until next time.